0: Dewey Do, Dew, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen, alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey.
1: Well, Dewey, I want to open up episode 27 of the What Do We Do podcast. Bogey, Dewey, obviously, you know, here at Great Lakes Wealth. I want to open it up and allow you to give a very special shout-out to someone important in your life. I know this is a uh, a big deal this week, and uh, I, please, just o- open up the show with this.
0: Well, Bogey, uh, it's great to see you. Thank you so much, podcast listeners, YouTube uh, viewers. Nice to see you all, even Sully there in the control room. Good to see you, my friend. And, Bogie, I appreciate that. Today is December 1st, Tuesday, December 1st. This is our 27th podcast. That's pretty historic. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, okay. For sure. Well, it pales in comparison to really what is going on today. Can I tell you?
1: December 1st. Yeah, Please, December yeah, tell 1st, us. December 1st.
0: This is my mom's birthday. And it's not just any old birthday it is a very significant birthday but i'm not going to tell you what it is because i know that that wouldn't be appropriate to tell you the number
1: especially as it pertains to a woman especially you uh, you don't want to be giving out ages yeah no that's true she's
0: turning 29 for the whatever time
1: don't say how many times yeah we'll just stick with 29 i
0: want to make a little noise you know for mom (laughs) and say happy birthday mom much love Dr. Carolyn Steffen, you are the star of the show. You will be forever in my eyes and my sister's eyes and I think all the grandkids' eyes. But on that same note, please go back to episode one of the What Do We Do podcast and you will hear a little bit about my mom's story and then how it relates to me. So, Kyle, thank you so much. Mom, love you. Happy birthday. Booyah! Birthday to ya! And with that,
1: let's start the show. Well, and and real quick, maybe off the uh, off the air after we're done recording, you can get me her address as well because I want to send her a massive birthday gift to thank her for, for dealing with you for oh, as long hey. as she had. I mean, my goodness, that had to be a tough task, she right?
0: She hears that every day, <laughs> everywhere, right? And so I'm going to just say amen and uh, I hear you and she hears you. I'll give you her address. Uh, she's an amazing woman. She's been breaking glass ceilings, you know, since basically since her birth and we are just so blessed to have her. The community is really blessed to have her for all that she's done not only for our family but for the community and so uh, mom we can't wait to celebrate with you later tonight we will be doing social distancing we will keep everything uh, covid friendly but can't wait to see you love you and uh, happy Booyah, birthday one more time, Ma.
1: Enjoy that last year in your 20s. All right. Um, Fantastic shout-out from you there. Now, there is just really no way to to segue into what we're actually going to be discussing on this episode here on the What Do We Do podcast. But uh, something that... Came to my attention this year, you know, certainly because I'm a new father, uh, and I have the lovely, you know, Miss Blake uh, Bogan shoots. Unfortunately, she has a terrible last name, but um, something that I had to start thinking about just this past year in 2020, despite everything else going on, was how I can start setting myself up and little Blake up for the rest of her life. And I know you want to start with a question, but. Estate planning incredibly important. Something everyone has to think about, and I know at Great Lakes Wealth, you guys take that very, very seriously as well.
0: Bogey, absolutely right. There is no time soon enough to plan you know, for your estate, for your life, for all those around you, right? One of the greatest rewards of wealth is being able to share it with others and having an estate plan to control the distribution of your assets benefits you, your family, and the causes that you care so deeply about, right? And so when you have a child, you instantly need to think, oh my, what happens if, right? But even before a child, when you're married, Oh my, what happens if? And even if you're 15 years old, oh my, what happens if? So there's never an early enough time to be thinking about what to do if. And the two big ifs are if you were to pass away. You have to have everything set before you pass away, otherwise it's too late, right? Number one, and number two, what if you just become incapacitated? What if an issue arises that you're unable to make any decisions that are necessary for anything having to do with your estate or your health? So those two things make it very important that absolutely we talk about a very important subject today, the basics of estate planning
1: hey guys it's bogey i want to take a second to talk to you about dewey stefan and his excellent team at great lakes wealth look do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world i mean think about the times that we're in here in 2020 do you want financial freedom great lakes wealth offers wall street solutions with main street values they sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets even your 401k we build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments, better service, and a feedback guarantee, okay, a feedback guarantee. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today you know you say estate planning and i know you you wanted to ask me exactly what that is my i guess my answer to that in, in you know a roundabout way is you know making sure that you are giving your money your assets your home leaving whatever you know you're going to be leaving behind to the right people to your kids spouse you know whatever it is i guess that's my you know i don't know anything about finance investing anything i only know what you know i've learned from you over the last several months is that basically a summary of what, what we're going to be talking about here?
0: Yeah, you got it, right? It's a plan that lays out who would get your assets or be responsible for any of your liabilities and or the tax situation created therein for the people around you that will have to handle it or that you would like to uh, have ownership of in that situation, correct?
1: So say someone you know like me, okay, I'm, I'm 31 now. Or or say somebody that, you know, is a little bit younger, say you're 24, 25, and you, you know, decide, hey, I'm going to start planning my estate. I need to start thinking about this, and these are the next steps to do it. What is that first step that you take when you say, hey, I need to figure out where all my stuff is going to potentially go someday?
0: Kyle, as we've said in the past, how do you eat an elephant One bite at a time, okay? (laughs) So you got to just start. And the first place you start is by taking inventory of what you have, right? Your estate is a collection of everything you own. That includes your cash, investments, real estate, business interests, any other personal property, right? So all of that is where you start by inventory of your assets, if you will, and what you have. And I'm going to give you a couple quick stats here, Bogey. Um, Did you know that according to caring.com, 55% of Americans die without even having a will? Okay, so we'll talk about, again, going to probate and what happens if you don't have a will. And even if you do have a will, you have to go to probate, right? So intestate is a version if you don't have a will or don't have all of your ducks in a row if you uh, are following me, right? So not only is that a significant number that people need to be aware of, but only four out of 10 adults have any type of of estate planning document, right? So basically, sixty percent don't have a will or any other type of written, uh, you know, piece of paper instructions verbally to anyone. This to me is unconscionable.
1: Here, I'll be, I'll be the guinea pig. Uh, like I said, I'm 31. I've never really thought about this. I, I you know, I the thought of you know, having to come up with a will, having to come up with, you know, a plan for my estate. And really, I don't even feel like I've built, you know, any wealth at this point. So what am I really leaving behind? A really nice set of golf clubs and a little bungalow. You know, there's not much else there. And my lovely dog and, you know, obviously all that. But to me, is there a certain age? You say as early as humanly possible, but am I actually behind the eight ball? Or is this, am I in the norm being 31 and not having a plan, you know, in place just yet? Because... I mean, you're 31. You don't think about any of that. Is, is it 40? Is so, it 45? Like, should I have already done it, I guess? what? Where is that line?
0: Bogey, that's a great segue to what I had written down as the four common estate planning myths. Okay? Mm-hmm. The very first one. Myth number one. I'm young, so I don't need to worry about it. Sully's in there. He's got both hands up. He's going, "Yes, yes, let's talk about it, right?" And so I don't have enough assets to leave to anyone. I'm young. Well, guess what? That's how I feel. I understand. So here's <laughs> what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna tell you. Okay, um, someone who's 30, 31 – Okay, you probably have multiple bank accounts. You probably have a retirement account. Mm-hmm. You certainly, I would imagine, have some debts. You probably have some personal property like those golf clubs, okay? And they need to go somewhere should you die.
1: The golf clubs need to go to the okay. right person. Okay? Think, I'm very concerned you, about that. I've those.
0: seen you play. Throw those in the river, okay? Wow. Start over, okay? You know what wow. you know, I'm saying? Maybe that uh, gap wedge, you can keep that one. Uh, but I'm left-handed, so they're not going to don't. Pretty sure I did.
1: dusted you last time we played <laughs> golf. But we can... Re- visit that yeah, another, we'll talk another yeah, time. For But sure. yeah anyway, i'm just trying to
0: shake <laughs> it up because again if you again whether it's for fun or for serious to mm-hmm. say oh the golf clubs well those got to find a home <laughs> we know we're having fun but it's really really serious mm-hmm. right um accidents happen bad things happen life happens and guess what death happens
1: yeah so uh you need especially this year i mean it, now is as important a time as any 2020 and what we've seen
0: well d- definitely this year for sure uh Death is more you know, pronounced as it relates to COVID-19 and, and everything along with that, for sure. But death is frightening to think about no matter what, right? And life is unpredictable, and if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If it's just for your legacy... Fine. If it's for seriously taking care of those around you that you love, very, very much a different story, but it's all so important. I can't stress it enough, right? Um, three quick stats on the younger people, okay? Ages 13 to 36, 78% don't have a will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ages 37 to 52, 64% don't have a will ages 53 to 71 hello what are you waiting on 40 percent don't have a will this is all again according to caring.com and to me it's unconscionable i don't understand it and so we're here today to help you know get some people off that starting line
1: so i'm actually in the majority you know the, the fact that i don't or haven't really thought about that necessarily outside of just yeah i should probably consider doing that
0: yeah, well, and again, that's uh, why we're here today. Yeah. we're gonna shake you up, and we're gonna we're gonna give you a, a you know some some tricks to kind of get you started.
1: Put the fear of God in. No, I'm kidding.
0: Yeah, no, but we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna give you you know again the checklist, the starting mm-hmm. point, and try to help maybe again um, you know things to get you started. Myth number two: I don't need a plan because my spouse or significant other or my child will get everything, right? Even if you're married or if you just have a significant other, or you have a child or children, it doesn't automatically just randomly plop into their lap, right? There are ownership rules, and there are things that will make it messy or end up not getting to where you would expect it to go in the event that you're not here to guide those circumstances, right? So for those that are married, your spouse might get everything, but they have to sometimes go to get them. It doesn't just happen. So that's myth number two.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough? R- real quick, before we get to myth number three, w- would you say then that estate and will go hand in hand? Or would you simply say it's most important first for the estate, planning, You know, home, assets, money, retirement fund, all of that first and then the will maybe could come along the lines after that because again you know i'm 31 people maybe even in their 40s probably not thinking about funeral funeral arrangements and that obviously i think is going to change based on what you want and how you grow and mature as a person as life goes on does that make sense it
0: does make sense so you're kind of on the right track okay. so estate planning means just the plan for your estate right sure. so it's just again get a, a a whiteboard or get a piece of paper a legal pad and write down just all the things that you have, all of your worldly possessions, right? That's just taking inventory. And then you want to, again, start with a will. So we'll go through, Kyle. We'll go through. Okay. There are a list of things, right? Great. There's these things called trusts, and then there's all types of different trusts, right? So we'll we'll walk through, and absolutely, a will is an amazing starting point for sure, right? But with myth number two, at the very least, whether you think it's going to automatically go to somebody and there's a waving of a magic wand, On just understand that you want to have a clear plan to reduce the number of decisions that your spouse or loved ones will have to make when they're grieving, right? So just have a plan. This whole thing is all about the plan, right? Myth number three: my family will know what to do. And this is probably again where you are, as you know, in addition to myth number one, and most people are probably in myth number three. Well, you know, I'm sure they'll handle it. Whatever, I don't want to deal with it. They'll know what to do. Uh-uh. Think about it for a second. That's extremely complicated and, frankly, quite selfish.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and honestly, I, I'm always amazed at. Uh, it's very morbid subject, but you know, it's life. It is what it is. I'm always amazed at how quickly, you know, someone passes away, and it could be within 48 hours. Here's the funeral date. Here's the home. Here's the cemetery. Here, you know, it really is amazing. How, I don't want to say simple it is, because obviously everyone's grieving and, you know, it could be tragic, could be something you planned for or not, but how fast it all, it's just there, it's planned. The Right down to the the video, you know, with old photos and stuff that people have at a funeral, it's amazing. And you should make it as easy as possible for your family members.
0: So it's not even just... At death. So, again, myth number three of my family will know what to do. What if you're you know, just incapacitated? God forbid you're in a car accident, you're in a coma, you're in some sort of a life support situation. If I'm a
1: vegetable, pull the plug. Well, who knows if that? that it- have you
0: written that down? Do you have a uh- medical... Okay, medical I need to do that. That's a medical should I, directive.
1: Should I put it like on a piece of paper and just toss it in my wallet? If Absolutely. I'm a vegetable, pull Absolutely. the plug. Absolutely, but I don't. I don't want to exist like that.
0: Again, that's your personal choice, <laughs> and I'm being very serious. Again, these yeah. are decisions that everyone has different. I could sit here for an hour and talk about my specific family mm-hmm. and the different dialogues that have gone on and everyone wants something different so it yes it's about death ultimately in a lot of situations but what if it's about just the incapacitation what do you want to have happen mm-hmm. right um also with all of that um you know it could be big things like estate and inheritance okay and again back to death if it's a mm-hmm. state and inheritance big money. Well, the family will figure it out, this and that? Who's to say? But also, what if it's about those golf clubs you just referenced? What if uh, your daughter really wants them or you really want her to have them? But it's not written down. And so, you know, I
1: need to put her through a screening process and make sure she well, understands how again, important again, those I'm, clubs are and treats them with respect and care.
0: Again, she'll probably kidding. hit them better than you do, but that's a whole other, so. you know what I'm saying? It's time to get that Scholarship, Booyah. right? You yeah. got it. You got it. (laughs) for sure so this is again we could go on and on about all these all these little subtopics but Mm -hmm. myth number three is the family will know what to do and uh uh-uh you can write it down and they're still not going to know what to do you've got socks in your sock drawer man i'll throw those out okay Mm -hmm. but there are other things it might have been that cool shirt might have been that uh scooby-doo outfit you had from halloween i mean uh, it was uh Pluto, not Pluto. No, it's Goofy. It's the Goofy. Yeah, the Goofy outfit. Maybe you still have that in the closet, and that wants to be uh, handed down. So, again, very, very important that you don't just expect others. And no one wants to deal with this, and that's why 60% basically don't ever get it done. It's just a travesty. So myth number four, once I create a plan, okay, here we go, right? Once I create a plan, Dewey, all right, bogey, you guys twisted my arm, I wrote the will, I got the piece of paper in my wallet, I'm done. I'm done, right? Myth number three, once I create a plan, I'm done. Uh Uh-uh. No, life happens, things change, you evolve. Hopefully, yeah. if you've been listening to the podcast and you're doing really well in the equity markets or investing, got a little bit of that gold, a little bit of that Bitcoin, got a lot Diversifying
1: of- Diversifying your right? portfolio, as you right? like to say, So yeah.
0: hopefully your asset base is growing and whether that's real estate, et cetera. So again, you might have a second child. You might have a third child. You might have a divorce. You might have a marriage. You might have, again, all these things that happen. A funny story that I'll tell you real quick on this is I had a financial plan and an estate plan plan put together, right? And so um, uh, when I did it, my trust, so we'll skip ahead to the trust. When I had a trust put together, I only had two children. I had two boys, okay? And in the trust, the lawyer says, well, you might have more children. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll come back and we'll do it again when we have a third child. I don't know, right? What? I don't know what to do. He said, no, you need to put in here words that say, in case you don't get back here. So it is, you know, if the effect of something happens to you then assets are to be split equally between your son jackson your son james and any, any other, other children that yeah. you have to be named later. Smart. Well, guess what? My daughter's name is Jillian, and she literally lived for three years until we went back and adjusted the trust. So for three years, I refer to her as the child to be
1: named later, that, right? So again- That sounds like a baseball trade. Absolutely, right? <laughs> a so player again, to be named later. <laughs>
0: seriously. And that was yeah. the, kind of the funny part. So she was covered from birth if something were to happen. And again, in our sure. situation, it wasn't just for assets. It's again, who's going to take care of the children? if? You know, both parents are yeah. not here anymore. So there's, again, there's taking care of your assets. There's taking care of your family responsibilities from a health perspective, but also from a financial uh, obligatory perspective. So very exciting to talk about, but no one wants to talk about it. So, again, we're going to today.
1: If could, Do you think I could write into my, you know, my will, if I can't golf anymore, just pull the plug. That's it. You know, life's over, take everything else. If I can't go that's it. I mean I can't do that.
0: I mean if that's if that's what's most important to you, I'm gonna just <laughs> sit back and go, I mean, I guess <laughs> Listen, this podcast doesn't count for anything. I mean, I'm telling you, you just started a business with this guy, Mike Sullivan. I mean, maybe, you know, you could work out a little estate plan for him, and, uh, you know, he'll love to Oh, think, we'll be talking about you know that. Don't worry. I mean, <laughs> yeah. these are very
1: important topics. That's, but, you that's know, something that we have to take I mean, care of. It's stuff got you got to think about. Yeah. You
0: know, you've got a family that loves you dearly, Kyle. I mean, I know. I've, I've talked to him. I've seen him. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know why all the time, but <laughs> they do. It's called unconditional. They've told me this. So, you know... If you can't golf, man, trust me, we'll find (laughs) something else to do, okay? We'll do two pods a week. How about that? Yeah, perfect, yeah. Okay? (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so with that, again, um, with your estate plan, okay, if something were to happen to you, you need to be fully, again, prepared ahead of time for the plan Mm -hmm. to be correct, right? So I'm going to talk about the four steps of estate planning, we talked about the four myths. Yep. now I'm going to talk about the four steps. Okay. okay, one is make a list of everything you have. We talked about that, the inventory. Yep. Two, design a plan. Okay, figure it out. What is the plan? He gets this, she gets that. I want this. Mm-hmm. So again, the four steps: make a list of everything you have, design a plan, and then you need to execute the plan. So we'll talk about what that means here in a minute. Executing the plan, right? Making these documents legal. Okay. And then again, number uh, four is keeping your plan up to date. And like we talked about with those myths, once you're done, you're not done. Just like you should go to the dentist twice a year for a cleaning, right? Your doctor once a year for a checkup here at Great Lakes. Wealth, we talk about your financial plan on an annual basis. Mm -hmm. You also should do your estate plan review on an annual basis, right? So it's important to keep up with all these things. So with the four steps, Understood. Then you need to start with these documents and understanding the documents. And you referenced the first one, Kyle, which is your last will and testament. Okay. It's the more legally sounding version. Make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the last will and testament, also known as the will, states who will get your money, your assets, and your property. Everyone should have a will. Again, go online, write it on a piece of paper. My last will and testament states that this. And the golf clubs go to Sully.
1: No, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, no way.
0: Uh, I mean, he might. I mean, you know, I've seen him play. He could, uh, he could get the <laughs> rust off of those things. He can get those things uh, dialed in. He could get those bad boys dialed in and hand it back to you. You know, almost like a tune-up.
1: You know can I just saying? get buried with my clubs? Would that would that be possible? <laughs> no, yeah, just, just buy know. a bigger casket and get sure. the clubs in there with me and be For awesome. Sure. Yeah, absolutely right. And so, um, God, this is morbid.
0: <laughs> so after the last will and testament, there's a letter of instruction, right? There's yeah. a living will, an advanced medical directive. A durable power of attorney, life insurance policies you might want to get. Um, You can also, again, talk about um, a trust, which is part of your letter of instruction. Okay. Um, And so that's, um, you know, some of the basics of the estate planning, I don't know, ingredients, if you will. Um, But I don't know if you have any other questions or anything else you want to talk about
1: not anything specific on that necessarily but i i guess you know once you once you've established this you obviously are coming up with the plan just you know on your own it's what you want what you think is going to go where how at that time when you're planning it how open should you be with spouse parents siblings you know children whatever it may be i guess how open should you be in sharing all that information as well so that they have an understanding of how it all works in the event that something happens.
0: Yeah, that's great, Kyle. And so again, first, when you make the list of everything you have, I'll give you just some quick um, you know, overview of what those things might be. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about when you create the plan. You want to at least have. A person who will know where the documents are or where to go look for you know the designated plan if you will mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about some of the words like a beneficiary talk about a trustee talk about your executor right so we'll go through that but um, step one just as a checklist for those listening get your pad of paper and your pen and write down for a list of everything you have it might include bank accounts and write down the approximate balances all your investments and where they might be held, any retirement plans you have, including your pensions, um, any real estate or property you own, businesses you own, either wholly or partially, personal property of value from your grandmother's wedding ring to the collection of trading cards, your golf clubs, et cetera, et cetera.
1: My hole-in-one ball. I mean, there's a ton of I stuff mean, I'm going to have to write can on Can we get this a photo
0: of you with that? I think we give that <laughs> to Sully.
1: <laughs> no way.
0: Christmas is coming up. No, just give him a photo. Give him a photo of it. I that know thing's
1: that's... going in the Smithsonian <laughs> someday, okay, I'm fantastic.
0: telling Okay, fantastic. Um, again, if you have insurance policies, those will certainly be sure. um, important enough in, in the situation of uh, your untimely death. But also, this is something most people don't think about, which is your digital assets, like passwords, email accounts, mm-hmm. where you receive important communications.
1: See, now that's interesting, because in this day and age, the amount of passwords and online accounts, banking, uh, <laughs> social media accounts, I mean, the list just doesn't seem to end. That, that has to be, especially over the last like 20 years, that, that process has to have gotten even more detailed than it used to be.
0: Well, again, I I think so for sure. (laughs) And um, I'm not 100% aware of how to get access to accounts, you know, social media accounts or even email accounts from Gmail or, you know, MSN or whatever the case is. But, uh, you know, if no one has passwords, certainly how do you get in and what if there's important information there? And again, a lot of times, you know, I think people's email stores a lot of information Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, is same as having a lockbox.
1: I I'd be curious to know how Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Snapchat, TikTok, how all of these companies handle something like that. Twitter, you know, whatever it may be. If somebody passes away, all of those accounts are still live, certainly, but would the executor of the, you know, would they be able to gain access to them to potentially delete them? Would they be able to show a death certificate to say, hey, can we get these accounts shut down or taken away? You know, that's a fascinating thing to wonder. It really is.
0: So today's pod is the basics of estate yeah, planning. Yeah. I'm not that saying we have all the answers. In but...
1: the details
0: of <laughs> estate planning, the specifics of mm-hmm. estate planning. Okay, so again, I'm not sure. I think we all have friends on Facebook that may have passed away and their uh, Facebook pages now serve as a memorial to mm-hmm. them. And on you know the birthday It pops up as a birthday and people go back and, um, you know, recognize that person in their life. So that actually happened to me over this last weekend. And, uh um, uh, you know, it's 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 part of the situation, yeah. right? Uh, so once you have a list of all those things we talked about, and again, put your passwords someplace. Um, it's important for your family to be able to get access to those things. And, you know, maybe it's just because your contact list on your phone, if your phone is locked. I'm not really sure what else. Sure. But um, besides all that, then you create the plan. That's the second step, right? Design the plan, create the plan. You have to decide who you want to give those things to, Right. Which family member is going to get those golf clubs we keep referring to? Mm-hmm. Whoever's going to get something, that's called your beneficiary, right? You can have primary beneficiaries. You can have contingent beneficiaries, right? Mm-hmm. Primary beneficiary is who's named first to receive something. And then the contingent is if the primary is not there anymore either, then it would go to the second person or the contingent. Mm-hmm. And this is very important for you know retirement plans through work, any other. We learned from the past, qualified Retirement accounts, right, where you can designate a beneficiary or beneficiaries, This primary contingent. Please make sure you also take a look at that. That doesn't have to be part of a will. That's all straight on those documents, right? Very important. Um, also, you can talk to a professional, and they can help you navigate, again, terms like beneficiary, okay? Uh, number three is execute the plan, okay? So for some people, you won't have to do much just sign some documents. Just write down, I give everything to Dewey. I give everything to Sully and just sign your name. Others, if it's gifting, you need to, um, again, talk to your financial advisor and understand the gifting laws and the gifting rules. Tax
1: implications. Tax tax implications for
0: sure. And part that we haven't talked to about yet, and we're about to, is the uh, taxation of Estates and how there's some tax preparation and some <coughs> tax understanding that's really necessary. So,
1: are there exemptions when it comes to that? Do you want to dive right into
0: that right now? Oh, for sure, for sure. So, in 2020, uh, the first 11.58 million of your estate is exempt from federal taxes. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah. So get up there and start making some of that money, my man. Right. So there's actually three broad areas of tax. One's estate tax. The second one's inheritance tax. The third one's called community property, tax. You want to make sure that you have um, everything kind of covered proactively with your plan and understand how the taxes will go. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes depends on the state that you live in as well. So there again, go online and try to figure it out. But if you're talking that you have an $11.5 million estate or larger, I'm pretty sure you want to find a professional to help you. So again, we're not going to get into weeds to it today, Mm -hmm. but just make sure that if you're putting your estate plan together that you are fully aware of the uh, tax implications depending on uh, you know on your situation. fair enough fair okay and then uh, really uh, you know we also want to touch on trust. so a trust is what we would call uh, a legal will if you will, a more legal will I guess for um, this conversation. I used to always give the example when you see a movie, and someone dies and someone's unhappy because they got left out of the will. What do they do? What do they do to the will? Speechless over here. Sully, what do you got? They, you got they act out? They contest the will. Sure. I contest the will. I talked oh, to great-grandpa Jones mm-hmm. yesterday and he told me I get everything.
1: And that's when those things just get absolutely nasty.
0: Nasty, right?
1: So Breaks a will, up families, honestly.
0: So again, uh, if you don't have a will, it's going to be broken up more. If you have a will, it's still, again, something that can needs actually has to go to probate so a will is a good starting point but depending on your specific situation again the next layer of security is called a trust okay mm-hmm. and there's living trusts there's revocable trusts there's insurance trusts there's a whole bunch of different types of trusts there's a family trust individual trust. trust college trust is totally totally different. Totally different. I guess it's part, I shouldn't say it's totally different. That's fair enough. That's part of your estate plan for sure, sure, right? That's money put aside for education, so for sure. Mm -hmm. But a trust is a uh, a more secure document. Have you ever heard from those movies or anything else? I contest the trust. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah. You've heard I contest the trust? Well, I would assume. Okay, I've never heard that, so I can I contest. Oh, no. the no! No, contest the will, contest the will. But again, the trust—you really so you can't contest. Can. The no, you trust certainly can. You can saying. certainly okay. you can go to you can go to court for sure and, gotcha. and, and fight the trust. But um, I was having a little play, a little fun that people contest wills all the time. Okay, not too many people contest a trust, right? So you certainly can. But um, uh, with a trust, that's just again where you would start paying some more money. Um, a typical trust, if it's an individual trust, you know, might. Cost around a thousand dollars. A family trust, which might have two trusts uh, for the the sure. the two people. Uh, in the relationship. So that could be 1500 to maybe up to $2,000 uh, for the trust. But also inside the trust, you'll have a living will. You'll also have your advanced medical directives, right? So you'll have what's also known as a durable power of attorney. So a durable power of attorney means if you're incapacitated, maybe you're just traveling out of the country and no one can find you. And there's a decision that has to be made by tomorrow on something that's yours. You're alive. You're just climbing you know, Mount Kilimanjaro or something, right? Well, a durable power of attorney gives someone that you've directed the ability to make financial legal and even medical decisions on your behalf right so durable power of attorney living wills, advanced medical directives, um, letters of instructions, uh, trusts, a will. It's all part of the estate plan, if you will. And so, another plan on words, <laughs> if you will. Uh, what if one of our names was will? That would be fantastic.
1: Th- th- that would be way too much. With
0: will, for will, by will, sure. right? So um, there's also life insurance that you really want to consider, again, to offset some of the tax liabilities. And also it's a fantastic way to really create a uh, plan for your family right if you have a younger healthier person you can buy life insurance at a you know a discount and then god forbid something happens you have you know set up your uh, estate if you will to pay off debts that you might have again a lot of people will buy insurance just to cover their mortgage uh payoff amount sure um as well as any um, you know, sums of money they would want to leave for for their heir. Does that make some sense
1: to you, Absolutely. I guess to to sum up here, uh, you you know, if you had to say, why should you, you know, me, uh, someone who's 31, why should you be thinking about and setting up right now, you know, your estate plan uh, at this point?
0: Because everyone needs it because it's the unknown that's in front of you, right? And, again, I can't stress it enough. You have a daughter. So mm-hmm. for her benefit, you have um, her mother, right? You have anyone else that's in your life that you care about and love, yep. that you want to make it as easy for them as possible to help settle your business while they're a grieving, B trying to make you know make sense of the, the mess because you haven't laid it out. It's going to always be a difficult situation. Yep. no matter how prepared. The estate is. So, again, I encourage everyone to take a second or two seconds or three seconds, take whatever time it is necessary to get a start on their estate plan, please.
1: And of course, if you want to get some more information outside of everything that we just covered here on the What Do We Do podcast, you can certainly uh, go to greatlakeswealth.us and find out uh, some more information. Uh, Dewey, with that, uh, another great episode. Again, uh, just to wrap up, happy birthday to you know your wonderful mother.
0: Yes, fantastic day, Doctor Stefan, also known as Nana to her uh, loving grandkids. To me, it's Mom. Love you so much. Uh, we just want to say, episode twenty-seven. Happy booyah birthday to ya! dr stefan aka mom and with that we're out of here and we're just getting started
1: Seek advice from a licensed professional.